Welcome to Procurement in Five Minutes. And no, don't adjust your volume or click a button to find out what's going on. This is not your usual host, Ian Campbell McKenna. In fact, I'm going to tell you that we're taking a unique step with these specials, uh, the three-question specials, we call them, where Ian will move out from behind the mic as host to become the interviewee. Or, yeah, interviewee, I think is the right term. And today we're going to focus on three very, very interesting questions. Talent in the digital age. What is it? And without further ado, let me bring Ian on board. Ian, welcome to your own show. <laughs> Thanks, John. This is very strange. Uh, it's great to be on the show today. <laughs> well, I promise you it won't be a 60-minute style penetrating uh, interview. It'll, it, 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 it'll be something that will help our, our listeners, your listeners, gain some insight. And I think on what is a very important question. Again, what is talent of the digital age? And let me start with this uh, first one. Uh, people drive technology success. Technology does not drive people success. This means that people need to retool their skill sets to leverage tech from both a functional and strategic standpoint. What do you what do you think when you hear those kinds of uh, a question? I mean, the basic question here is, is why does the rate of e-procurement initiative failures continue to be high? That's a really good question. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we could be here for hours, but I'll focus on a couple. Firstly, I think it's how companies have defined the roles and the responsibilities or they lack the expertise internally. And that can cause miscommunication, confusion can occur, and that can cause major delays. Or, or at times it can cause failure. And also, you know, I've worked with major companies who really who realized after doing a sort of diagnosis internally that they lacked that expertise. So they decided to go to the external marketplace. However, there was a misalignment internally between HR and the key stakeholders. And what happened is that created a bottleneck in the hiring process because the salary banding for that particular position was entirely mismatched with the risk and the expertise that was necessary to deliver it. And secondly, we need to look at every digital initiative as more like a change project. And that needs to always be people-led, as it's not technology that innovates, it's our it's people, it's the talent. So this means that, first of all, it's about training, and we need to train uh, procurement skill sets internally, but we also need to identify the people who are willing to change and learn those new skills. Um, and what's really interesting is I spoke to uh, a multinational organization specifically about procurement, and they were talking about their talent internally. And whilst people were, were really wanting to learn and change, they actually lacked that motivation to learn and change. And she got back to me and told me that for a project management course that they were running, as an example, only 50% of the attendees, there was only 50% attendance uh, from the procurement function, which I was, you know, blown away by that, you know, the commitment and the willingness to learn and change at times isn't there. And we need to do that sort of discovery to, to find out who these people are. 
So realistically speaking, what you're saying is, is technology, it is it's ultimately people who drive technology success, not technology that drives people success. And that that requires in, in certain levels, in certain uh, organizations, depending on the makeup, the uh, change management uh, has to be a pretty solid strategy to extract the best out of the people you have or add the new people you're going to need to get there. Is that fair? Yes, exactly. You have to do an internal diagnostic um, and what the project is. Have, uh, you know, obviously the all of the internal stakeholders are singing from the same hymn sheet and, you know, everybody is championing the project because if you have a misalignment between the business and procurement and you don't have the stakeholders on board, then straight away you're into, into major problems. All right. So let's go to the next question. Question two in our three question special. Do you think savings will always be a measurement for procurement success? It's a good question. And I think that really depends on many different factors, but I'll name a couple. I think, you know, firstly, it's it's the relationships internally. So how strong is procurement's relationship with internal stakeholders? Has procurement aligned their overall strategy with the business strategy? And is there other stakeholders that are champion procurement? Um, and also it's it's leadership. You know, if we don't, we need the right leadership internally to be able to drive awareness of procurement. And if that initiative is not coming from the top, then procurement is always going to be seen as a transactional function. And also it's a lack of education because, you know, many organizations think procurement as they just buy stuff. And it's our job and our responsibility to change that view and help them understand that it's not just about savings. You know, we can get involved in very and many different ventures, such as ESG is, is an example, which is obviously a hot topic. But until we have alignment and we have somebody at the top who's driving the awareness of procurement and helping them understand that we're not purely driven by savings, then it won't change. And it all really depends on the awareness internally and are the business really aligned to procurement strategy and vice versa. All right. Well, all right. Now let's go to the next question then. And and it sort of evolves into that because the obviously technology is changing. Obviously, measurements of success are changing. There's been a big debate. What's the difference between procurement and 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 and, uh, and and sourcing? What's the difference between purchasing and procurement? The age-old question. And I often think of this as a rose by any other name, that old famous bard saying. I mean, are we at the point where we're prisoners of titles versus responsibilities? Is there a time, Ian, for an amalgamation of all of these into one strategic title or at least one strategic function, regardless of the title that's given? It's a good question um, and a, a huge topic in itself. But, uh, you know, procurement and purchasing can mean different things for different companies. You know, I know organizations who name the title as purchasing, but the, the procurement function is, is very strategic or i.e. The, the purchasing function. But then you have organizations who have a purchasing department, but it's purely transactional. 
And if you look at other procurement organizations and large corporates, procurement is more about value. So I think it really depends on several things. You know, what is the reporting line? Because that can make a difference. So if it's the CFO, as an example, where do you put value in the balance sheet? You know, if you look at ESG as a prime example, how do you fit that into a balance sheet? It's impo- I'm not saying it's impossible, but it does come with many challenges. So I think really it's about, first of all, what does purchasing and what does procurement mean for your business? Secondly, it also depends on the vertical that you're working in. Because if you look at sort of FMCG, you look at pharma, you look at um, like Rolls-Royce or you look at Ikea or you look at Maersk and, and many other companies, they are very strategic when it comes to procurement and they're titled procurement function or procurement department. Whereas if you look at some other organizations, and I'm obviously not going to name drop, they see it as purely about cost reduction. So if I buy my fist on a table as hard as possible and frighten my suppliers, they will they will bend to give us you know cheaper price, shorter lead time. But the world's changing. You know, COVID has made a significant change to how procurement operates and the skill sets required are entirely different. And I see procurement as more of a you know, a relationship function and building relationships as an internal consultant. And we have to be aligned with every business function internally and make sure that they're aligned with us. That's not about savings. But again, I go back to the point, it depends on how they define purchasing and procurement, if they've made that differentiator between one and the other. And secondly, you know, what is the reporting line? And thirdly, who is who is driving the bus? And if we don't have the right person driving the bus, the function will always be seen as transactional. See, there you go. You know, as I was listening to your detailed answer, I thought, you know, what's in a name? Everything, if you don't understand what you want to accomplish, going to your point, you've got to know what you expect from your, your procurement organization and how it reflects how the real world is operating today versus maybe five, six years ago. Well, listen, and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to host what is one of the top podcasts in the industry. It's good to come back onto the virtual airwaves in, in such a fashion. And thank you for your insights on these three very important questions. Thank you very much, John. I can't say it was not weird uh, being in the other side of the mic, but it's been great. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for uh, for being my special host today, John. Glad to be here.